welcome to Spiritual Soul Podcast, where you elevate your consciousness and connect back to soul. I am your host, Natalia Kuna, intuitive energy healer and founder of Spiritual Course Academy. Join me on the path of spiritual growth and transformation that helps you feel more calm, connected and aligned on your journey as an empath, energy sensitive and spiritual soul. Welcome, Loka. I know you as Alok Panja, but you've got this awesome <laughs> kind of nickname, which is Loka, and I'm going to get into that as well. For everybody listening, uh, Loka is an entrepreneur, angel investor, which I think is cool because it's got the term angel in it, and you know I'm all about angels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and embarrassingly, I had to Google what that meant. <laughs> um, motivational, <laughs> but it, and it's awesome, by the way. Mo- you're a motivational speaker these days. You inspire people to live a more fulfilled and meaningful life. And as I say that, I get all these vibes because you are such a light worker. This is you doing your light work, you know, um, coming out of your shell. Um, and you're like, here I am, world. Um, your first business started at such a young age, 17. So that is amazing in its own. So my uh, son is about to turn 17 soon. So I'm like, wow, you know, that's amazing. And this eventually led you into a multi-million dollar real estate company in Dallas, Texas. Uh, you now focus on investing in technology and wellness startups, which sounds really cool as well. And I love that yeah. <laughs> um, so much. Uh, you are so passionate about things like mental health and joy is your big thing, which we'll be talking about today, uh, which is so important. And Um, During your career as an entrepreneur, you really realized um, that these are the pinnacles to the ultimate life success. And as I read that, it's like, you know, everybody thinks they know what success is, but you've kind of gone around the big long journey and back and come around and done a 360 to really discover yeah. what it truly means within yourself um, and that's one of the things that I really um, love and admire about you and while building all your companies and because I know you do so much stuff and you have in the past and you're really my only client who I always connect with energetically as uh, expansive like you are like out there so with your energy and when we discuss things in sessions which I'll get into in a moment um, you you're you're just so out there, like you're galactical in your thinking and in your modus operandus, which is really cool. Um, so during this time, you started to research and practice cutting edge Western and Eastern, all combined, which is lovely, both worlds, healing modalities. And you had the aim of understanding how to regulate nervous systems, which I think is so important, especially for empaths and sensitive people. Um, And now you call yourself a kind of chief joy officer, (laughs) which I love. And you have this mission, like a joy mission to help millions, (laughs) because that's you, it's not, you know, and one or two, but it's millions um, of people become the most joyous version of themselves, which I really, really love. So that's your way of connecting to that idea of everybody's sort of got a higher you um and you know that and you sense that in people and you love to bring that out like this is something i know so deeply about you you spend your free time uh delivering bursts of joy so you do random stuff which is so you like 
going out to uh, the streets of Dallas with all these bursts of bubbles and driving your DeLorean time machine, which is also really cool and embarrassingly... <laughs> There you go. That is so you. <laughs> Burst of bubbles. Um, I did not know what a DeLorean is, so I called my husband, <laughs> and he's he's so no, he's so new what it meant. Um, so that's really cool. Um, so you're a sort of a car enthusiast in that way, and you get a bit funky with them. Um, you enjoy fundraising, which I very much admire, especially for orphan sponsorship, and that's something that holds so dear to my heart. You know, when I was younger, I wanted to have an orphanage, <laughs> so, like, yeah. I really connect with that. So that's in uh, India, Bulgaria, and Sri Lanka, and 100% goes to the, to the child, which also is really important, and I can see that you have made sure that that connects with you like that's important and you're currently working on your first book yeah. <laughs> which is also yeah. very cool yeah. um so that's a lot of stuff you know and that's not even like one percent of you um so i guess to start with do you recall how you found me years back because you're actually a client of mine and what have our sessions sort of meant to you on your massive healing and self-discovery journey and how have they sort of helped you personally let's just start with that <laughs> yeah first of all thanks for having me I'm so grateful and honored to be here um you've just guided me so much in life and uh you know I have nothing but bliss in my chest as 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 we got on this call like since we got on it it just it came out I'm like yeah this is my people right here you always have been so I'm, I'm super grateful to be here it's so very excited to talk about these things um so how, how did I find you what it was is that uh you know I was going through a rough time in my life and I was just seeking answers I was a bit of a toxic relationship and um and I had connected, I was like reaching out to every psychic medium. Like we've talked about this where I got kind of escaped to that kind of stuff. And so one of them is like, oh yeah, I connect to the Archangel Gabriel. I'm like, wait, what? What is, what is, what is, what is like, I, I had no idea. And so then one day I was like, oh, let me Google Archangel Gabriel. I'm like, wait, there's like a hundred of these Archangels out there, right? There's like, Michael and like Uriel, like all these different ones. And because I was searching Archangels, you popped up. And I'm like, whoa, this is a cool name, like Natalia Kuna. And then <laughs> I said, I'm like, this is kind of Kuna. That's kind of cool. And so I started looking at, I was like, oh, she doesn't do just one. She does like a bunch of these Archangels. And uh, something that Michael always resonated with me. You know, I always want to say Archangel Michelangelo. I always want to say that because I like that as a Ninja Turtle. But um, that's how I, I just Google search and I found you and it was fate. It was absolutely meant to be because um, our first call was exactly what I needed. I didn't realize that because I was like, oh, I need another call. I need another call. I need another call. And in the most beautiful way, you're like, look. You've got the answers, you know, now you're escaping to this. So I need you to sit with this because the answer is within you. I've given you some things to think about. And it was, it was great because it's like you, you could have just kept on doing the readings and I could have just kept on spinning my tires. But uh, what was beautiful about that is like you genuinely cared about me and my soul journey and wanted to see me uh, progress and heal. And so that's just scratching the surface. At first, I'm like, no, no, 
right? And you're like, no, you'll oh, be man. fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. And uh, I think that was maybe five years ago. And the other thing that you had told me, because we had uh, our sessions, the most beautiful, but when people tell me, like, they ask me like, oh, you know, you, you've connected astrologers, psychics, all that. Like you're the number one person that comes up. And I was like, the, the beautiful thing is like, I, I plan to talk to you twice a year unless I absolutely need it before, but it's like a, it's like a therapy session combined with the healing session combined with like soul and life guidance. Like you get it all at once. It's like, Hey, look, this is what you came to heal. Okay. I'm going to do a little bit of healing for you, but here's your purpose. And so you just always keep me on the right path. It's like, I just, that one touch and go, I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then the one time I remember telling you, I'm like, oh yeah, like, uh, I, I really, you know, like I, I, I need to do this. And you're like, no, you don't, you know, like you have the answers tapping in your intuition. And so, um, I would not be this joyful without you and my life and the guidance. Like you gave me some really great reflections and make me really think within myself, what's my intention? Where am I coming from? Why am I doing these things? Does it come place from like love, joy, magic, abundance? Or does it come from like fear, shame, guilt, apathy, like those lower frequencies? And so after that, I had, I would check myself, is this giving from the higher vibration state or the lower vibration state. And I literally did that for about 18 months. After one of our sessions, I was constantly saying, where is my giving coming from? And that's just one of the things. And so I've healed so much with you. Um, and our sessions are so fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make them fun. Honestly, you have like, um, you've made me laugh in sessions. Like as soon as you pop up on the screen in the beginning, it's already like you just start laughing. It's amazing. <laughs> and even if you're in a real funk, like I, obviously you know that I'll sense that. I'll be like, yeah. that's how it is, but let's get down there because I know there's other stuff <laughs> yeah. going on. It's like, you know, and um, you've just been such a meaningful uh, person to me because I know that you're such a deep soul person. And I really feel that in our sessions and um, and just and that you've actually listened. And I was really proud of you when I was like, no, 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 you got to cut off these sessions. You got to like, you know, and you listened and you did it, which was because it was a bit of tough love, which is not my natural default <laughs> to be, you know, tough on the bit. It was like what you needed. Um, and actually, I just wanted to say, like with you, I know and because, you know, I get to know my more longer term clients pretty intimately and obviously I don't know everything about you, but we get sort of deep into nitty gritty and things like that. And I know that you are a deeply generous, humble person and that you have this really deep sense of sort of this old soul and you're quite empathic and um people sense your light and i know that i've met others who know you and um they they all just exude uh lockerness from you when they talk about you you know mm -hmm. and they i know that you really deeply care about other people and it comes from a really genuine place you care so deeply and not just those that you know and love but also strangers even um and I actually went to look up the meaning of the word locker because I know it is the crazy, the crazy word when start with the C, um, but which is you also. Uh, but interestingly, in Sanskrit, very nice ancient language, it means world. And it said that in Hindu cosmology, that expands out to the universe, the stars, the galaxies. And I thought, oh, my God, that is just so you expressed yeah. in a name. 
because uh, that is you and it's in your eyes. It's a, I always say you've got these these beautiful soul eyes, you know, um, and it exudes from you and your essence. So I think that's so beautiful that you've taken on that variation of your name, Ella, and to be Loka. It's really quite meaningful. They put all those meanings together and it means that your joy expands out into the multiverse that you interweave the innate wisdom uh, that deep sense of knowing that comes from your heart of the deep value and need for joy on this planet so you have this uh, joy mission and i know that this is coming from so deep within you so also you have such an amazing ability for self-inquiry that is not everybody's talent. <laughs> Most people do not want to look into themselves, but you are kind of like a master at it and you know you're going to get there with your Jedi sword and you're just going to chop everything away and go, I know that I have to like go there. Uh, so you've been on such a long journey to discover yourself. So let us know like what's your spiritual journey being like to sort of come into yourself uh and what led you to where you are today yeah no no thank you for asking um so what one quick thing so um my birth name is uh alec and it's a-l-o-k but the sanskrit way to say it is aloka which means without world what actually means enlightenment mm. and so and so i look at loka uh, i'm taking people from loka to Aloka, and in that process, you find joy. And so, because it's all encompassing, right? So it just reminded me when you're like, oh, going out to the multiverse and things like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my journey, it's, it's, it's been an interesting one. You know, I grew up um, as a son to an immigrant family and got into the whole, uh, my family got into the hotel business and the jewelry business. And I learned that vacation was a change of work and I, I gained a lot of skills in that process. But um, when I was 13 years young, um, my mother passed away. And that shifted everything for me. You know, they first told me um, that she had passed away from a heart condition. And uh, it wasn't until a year later when I just, you know, a heart condition like sounds so vague. And so uh, I, I asked my father, I'm like, you know, how did, how did mom really pass away? And he literally just looked over to me in the car and he said, uh, do you really want to know? And I was 14 years uh, young at that point. I said, yeah. He's like, she went back to my jewelry um, kind of casting closet, grabbed one of the chemicals out there and took it. That chemical was cyanide. And so at that age, I was like, oh, wow, she took her own life and hugely impactful for me. Now, I can now say, and this took me years to get into, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And the only ways one can look at that is they can only self-reflect and grow from that experience. You'd never want to lose a mother to suicide. But that event triggered so many different things in me, toxic codependency, you know, low self-worth, um, low self-value, low self-love. But I was lucky that I was born into a spiritual family that, you know, they're like, oh, no, let's not take you to a psychiatrist. Just throw them into a 10 day science and meditation camp. You know, so whether I want to do or not, I was self-reflecting. But that skill, that skill alone 
is one that I would say when people say they want to go to the gym and get stronger or they want to get mentally stronger, I was like, that is the one skill that if anybody can take on self-reflection, it's undeniable that you'll continue to progress in life because you'll continue to be aware of the things that you want to work on and the things that take you outside your peace. And so I went, when, as I went down this joy journey and where I am now, like I went to a lot of spiritual retreats, self-development retreats. I went to spoke to gurus, teachers, you know, intuitive psychics, astrologers all over the world seeking that healing. And I, and I found joy. And it's exactly what you said that now I look at that if anything or anyone takes me out of my peace, it's not they were a gift to my life to show me that, oh, this ruffles my feathers. Let me look within. And what do I need to do within myself so that it won't take me out of my peace again? And so I think if I was Jesus Christ or Buddha or a Hindu God or Allah, like in human form, I would not think that any of them would get taken out of their peace if someone yelled at them or said they 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 didn't look good or, you know, I imagine them always being in their peace. So I'm like, I know I'm not a God. But I would think that, you know, my belief is like when you go into spirit world where you call it heaven spirit world is that there's nothing but bliss. But I'm like, why do we have to wait till death to feel that? I think that the 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 point of life is to feel heaven on earth, you know, and it's such a beautiful thing to be able to feel stress or anger and anxiety because it's a it's it's a it's a it's a different type of feeling. We're meant to release it and get back into our joy. And so it took me a while to get down to that. That it was a lot of self-reflection, but it, it comes from that awareness and also having the tools, you know, going to all these retreats. I know I now know myself really well. I have meditation. I have breath work. Um, even grounding exercises so much as like walking slowly in the grass, <laughs> lowering everything down when things seem all over the place. Even when you listen to me, it just seems slower and calmer, right? Just these different things that get tactical, that if you bring them into your everyday routine, then you become that peace, you become that joy. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm just feeling right into that. And you are someone who can be fast. <laughs> so, you know, so that's the real lesson for you to slow down and like wind right back. And sometimes yeah. you sort of fell into a lot of old patterns, like repeating cycles, <laughs> as you know. Um, and one of those was people pleasing. So this is the, you know, and I mention it also because a lot of people listening are like empaths and um, energy sensitives and like earth angel type people, nice old soul, good people. And uh, this is a trap that we all fall into. And you learned the hard way time and time again. So that sort of came at a cost to you, all that generous giving, you know, that you did of, of time and things to other people. What did you learn from that? And how did you sort of overcome that? Because I think self-awareness is really the key to that in you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, for anyone listening out there, if you've been that people pleaser, you know, I, I look at that generosity as, okay, that was meant to be given even if it didn't, if it came from a lower vibrational state so that I can learn more about myself. And so I was grateful that I was able to give so much in that way. But then I have even more gratitude for calling in higher vibrational giving. And so I, I would say it truly, that, that piece of my journey truly started with you. 
and that reflection that you gave to me, you know, it was huge. It's not that we're not meant to give. Yeah, you know, you were saying, yeah, you give, give the spine, but where is it coming from? You know, are you feeling your worth and your need and your value to do that? Or is it that you actually genuinely want to give? Because it's not technically genuine if it's not coming from love or joy or peace, you know, those higher vibrational uh, uh, emotions. If it's, like I said, fear, guilt, shame, apathy, you know, any of those lower vibrations coming from there, I would say reflect. And the other thing is, as a giver, I knew that it wasn't going to change overnight. This is subconscious mind programming. I've been doing it. So I continue to do journaling and self-reflection at the end of the day to see how much did I give that came from a high vibration or low vibration. And say if I was giving 17 times a day and it was all coming from guilt. Okay, not a problem. Honor it for what it is. The next day, if I gave 17 times, the, the plan was to give at least one time from love, joy, peace, a higher vibration. The other 16, great. That's my subconscious mind to play. And so I started to actually mark and document where these things were coming from. And instantaneously, if I gave someone something, then I'd reflect, was that from a higher vibration, lower vibration? Was it genuine? And I slowly just self-reflection, being aware, like awareness is the first step. Give, absolutely give, 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 give. Have so much fun giving, uh, but just know where it's coming from. And when it's coming some, from a place where it's ingenuine or trying to be like, trying to self-worth or self-value, uh, trying to get that from someone, just the next time, the very next time saying, you know what, I'm going to give from a place of love and genuineness. And if you start doing that, sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but that's a self-reflection, the journaling and just doing that um, almost like, uh, keeping score helped me so much. Mm, absolutely. And you're so good at it. The self-reflection, I have to say, because so many people, like I said, they just can't do it. And, you know, in our modern age as well, like, as you know, so many people are so stressed out to the max in our day and age. And they, you know, in, in the hamster wheel and busy syndrome and get so serious and, uh, they're looking for happiness outside of themselves. And I think what you've really come to understand, you know, as I have too in my own journey, is that that's just, you know, looking elsewhere. You're not going to find it. You're just going to get very distracted. And, and you know, I know that you've had a lot of distractions too along the way. Uh, but really it's about, you know, where this is going, right? It's about coming inwards within yourself and finding that true sense of joy happiness and a lot of that also comes with self-acceptance and acceptance for what is how yeah. did you find that yeah 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 exactly you know it it was a journey and uh, the two things I talk about being in joy is journaling well let me take this back it's all about releasing emotions and being joyful so it's like okay I cry and then I go dance you know, I get angry and then I go sing. Uh, I say joy isn't isn't this or that. It's this and that. Like you can experience grief and joy in the same day, anger and joy in the same hour, you know, stress and joy in the same minute. I I, I just did it yesterday. I, I started to feel myself go off the rails a little bit. I'm like, oh, I'm stressed a little bit. Went outside. I felt the stress. Took my shirt off in the sun, got in the hammock, felt it took some deep breaths. I started to feel bliss in my chest. 
And so that's that's from years of work to get into there quickly. But I used to, if I felt stressed, then, you know, grab my mic in a different way. And, you know, and then you change this off and you just play with yourself. Like, it's it's exactly that. It's experiencing both sides of it. Um, and so, but journaling is a great way to release those emotions. And so if I didn't feel that self-worth, um, I'd write that down. This is why. And then I ground it in gratitude. So those are two things that you can do, especially I, I really recommend people to journal. I know it's weird. You know, I used to hate journaling. I used to write, oh, you know, I woke up, brushed my teeth, you know, went to the bathroom, uh, took a shower. You know, I did. I know what I did that day, but I didn't know how I felt. And so releasing those emotions sometimes when you're writing it down. One time I was writing about how angry I was at somebody. And then at the end, I was like, I'm so angry because I missed them. And it was grief. I thought it was anger, but it was grief. I was like, oh, I, I actually missed them. And the, the second part of really honoring myself, you know, when when we first met, you know me as Alok. Um, and then I, I was like, oh, Aloka is a Sanskrit way to say it. And I'm like, Loka, you know, and <laughs> Loka began as my own personal superhero. It's an alter ego I created in Loka set boundaries. You know, he said no. He honored himself. You know, he embodied that. But the more Loka I did, the more Loka I became. And so it's almost like Alok was that hurt inner child and he needed to be protected by Loka. And then Loka started actually speaking wisdom into Alok because then he's like, oh, I've learned all these things. Let's get you to get here too. Like, this is how I want you to feel. And so, you know, Kobe Bryant had Mamba because that's his, his like killer mode. I'm going to go attack. And, you know, Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Like a Lady Gaga has her own, right? Like everyone has like a little bit of an alter ego, I just decided to choose mine that was going to be more joyful and healed and honored myself. And so even one of my other friends, he's a therapist. Um, his name is uh, Robert Anthony. And I remember one time there was this girl that I was seeing that wanted to hang out because she had a, she had a, a tough day at work. Well, I love this girl for who she is, but she always had a tough day at work. <laughs> you know, it's just like that was kind of her <laughs> pattern that she was in, like just, you know, everyone's against her. And at this day, you know, usually I come in, the people please are like, oh, I'll be there for you. I was like, Man, today I just, I just don't, you know, like I just, I just, I kind of need some time to myself, but throwing the football around. And he said, Hey, you got that best friend in New York. I'm like, yeah. Let me ask you a question. If he, he was flying in and he had a layover in Dallas, that's where I live. And he said, hey, I've got five hours to hang out and then I got to go. He's like, would you go hang out with that girl or would you go hang out with him? I was like, what girl? You know, I'm like, go hang out with him. And he's like, yeah, because that's your best friend, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, what if you were your own best friend? I'm like, oh. It's like, what if you always just made time for yourself that way and said, oh, it's you flying in to hang out with you. And so I kind of use those two things like, let me be my own best friend, you know, true self-love. And when I didn't feel like I could be that, I would switch into that alter ego. And at first it was just Loka when no one knew Loka. But then I would jokingly be like, oh, yeah, Loka can't make it. So I can't make it, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. 
And then it switched to this whole thing to where that boundary setting started to happen. And I realized that when you don't send, set, set your boundaries, you're actually doing neither person a favor. You think you're doing something for them. Mm-mm, you're hurting them too in that process because, because even from an energetic standpoint, you genuinely don't want to be there. You got to ask yourself and ask myself too, would I want to hang out with someone who really doesn't want to hang out with me? They're just, they're placating me. No, I want someone to be like, yeah, I'm hanging out with Loka. Yeah, like, don't cancel all plans. I'm going with this guy. Versus like, oh yeah, I'll, 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 I'll come, I'll come. I was like, no, you go on it yourself. I'll find someone else who really wants to me. So, yeah. It's such a massive lesson for you to learn because I've kind of been along the journey with you from Alok to Loka and everything in between. Um, and so I can so see that playing out in your life. And it's just so funny from my perspective. Um, but yeah, boundaries, that's massive to learn, especially for you. You found that really insanely difficult because your natural default was to go around pleasing everybody and you know, giving, 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 giving until you burnt yourself to the ground. Yeah. Uh, but so you've really come into your own in that way. And I just feel so proud of you for discovering that about yourself and and actually implementing. You're an implementer, which is great, <laughs> you know, because um, some people will just hear the advice, but off they go and kind of like, you know, repeat the same thing. Uh, so it's interesting that you mentioned the alter ego. Uh, and it's interesting because of the word ego, and it's funny because it's not really ego as in how we know of it in the spiritual. It's almost like an alternate version of yourself, like a higher version. Uh, and you have this natural understanding that everyone has a higher version self and a higher version joyous self, and that it's kind of like a spiral and kind of like a, a pendulum, which is sort of an ancient hermetic <laughs> knowledge. Um, pendulum swing from you know for example from you know high vibrational to low vibrational then you have all the emotional emotions that you could apply that to anger is quite a big one for people where when they get in that mode of feeling like anger or guilty or um you know those really harsh emotions they're really strong and there's going to be some people that will say yeah yeah joy blah 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 I ain't got time for that <laughs> Uh, like, oh, that's too silly or whatever. So what advice would you have for people that have gotten a bit kind of serious about life and they probably know within themselves they need to lighten up? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would say it's like, look, life is like driving a car, like going 100 miles an hour, right? You're just going so fast and everything's blowing you by. But when you're going that fast, that's what's turned to with social media and distraction and stress and work and going, going, going. You're gripping that steering wheel. Well, if you're going 100 miles an hour, your entire stress, your body is tensed up because it's in survival mode. And so if, if you don't feel like that you're allowed to have joy, you know, I would reflect back and say, why is that? Because there's probably something going on in your life or within yourself that says, I can't because I have to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And so I would invite you to come back to your childhood, you know, and think about the things that actually brought you joy and when you felt joy and, and deepen into that, you know, if you're a meditator, get into meditation, or uh, if you're not, if you used to play on playgrounds, go to a playground, just kind of sit there kind of in nature and, and know that that's one of our sole purposes is to feel that joy. And so if you're in a place of stress, you know, or anxiety, 
that this is this is something that's once again self-reflecting on okay this is here for a reason this is teaching me something okay what's ca causing me stress what's causing me anxiety because you can have stress and joy at the same time you can have anxiety and joy at the same time and what i mean is you're not going to have them at the exact same moment but as soon as you have that emotion like when i'm stressed out it may seem weird because y'all haven't been in it as long but i will blow bubbles right this you know at work and dance and so one of the reasons that it is is because we've been so long without joy that we haven't given ourselves permission to have joy so i always i always tell the story is that um i go to the same retreat every single year for like a decade and a couple years ago one of my friends um he was going through something and his whole family was kind of going through a, a few tough things I said, Loka, Loka, he's like, you're on this whole joy journey, you know, like, like, how, how do you do joy? I'm going to love this question. All right. So I, I always have these bubbles on me. And so I pulled one out and gave it to him. And I kept one for myself. And I just blew some in his face like this. And he just stood there. And then I did it again. <laughs> right? He's just like, yeah. But then I did it again. And he's like, like well this is not working this twice like crouched down like crouching tiger hidden bubble you know he still just stood there but then i started skipping around him blowing bubbles all around him and he's like loca what are you doing i said joy what are you doing <laughs> you know and he just kind of looked at me i was like look you've taken the burden of the world on your shoulders you know, you're constantly trying to take care of everyone out there. You just focus on them or you're stressed about this, stressed about that. You've not given yourself permission to have joy. And so I made him repeat that. I was like, I give myself permission to have joy. So if you're listening out there, say that. I give myself permission to have joy. I give myself permission to have joy. I give myself permission to have joy. I do it enthusiastically. And so I did that. And, you know, he didn't blow bubbles that night. But nine hours later in his hotel room... He sends me a picture of bubbles out there. And he's like, I've not felt this in such a long time. And so if you're one of these people that haven't felt it, I really encourage you, go blow some bubbles. Skipping is the quickest way. I'm going to tell you it's going to feel uncomfortable. You know, it's going to feel weird. Joy is weird. Your own joy is weird. When someone calls me weird, I'm like, oh, thank you for noticing. Oh my gosh, am I wearing it this well? Okay. <laughs> like, oh, look at it. Take a picture before it goes away, you know? And so try skipping, blowing bubbles, singing, dancing, being out in nature. Do something that brings you joy. Just feel it. And now when you remember what that feels like, and I tell you, joy is all in nature. So if you're like, I don't know what to do, go on a hiking trail, go on a nature trail, you know, be out there because joy automatically comes in. It's very grounding. Once you feel that and you're like, oh, yeah. I remember what this feels like. Do more of that, more and more and more of that because you absolutely deserve joy. Every single being on this planet deserves joy. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. And, you know, you mentioned the word deserve. A lot of people feel like they don't deserve. They have that feeling of unworthiness. And then when you gave that story about the man and his uptightness, it's like the bubble represented for you. It's a, it's a, it's a joyous thing and it's to open a person up and bring out their inner child. 
but I saw the bubble also as a symbol of bursting the kind of spell of life, the bubble of life, and people put themselves in their own sort of bubbles of entrapment, um, yeah. and like their own box. And the world can be like a box in a way, like a kind of matrix where you feel kind of stuck, right, in the system. Uh, and people also get into their own sense of control. And, and that also stops them from feeling joy, I feel. Um, and it's really interesting that you mentioned that joy has become weird for people these days, you know, where it's such a natural thing and it should be a natural default. And I know that, you know, you know, as I know, working with angels, angels are just the embodiment of joy. They just, they're just joy. Uh, and we have this natural default. Babies come out, you know, and they're so cute when they laugh. It's that childlike quality. Um, and so I find that really interesting that that's how, where we've come in the world, <laughs> that it's now like you're a weirdo if you're happy, yeah, <laughs> you know, what's yeah, wrong with you, Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, Alec, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? <laughs> a monkey. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was monkey. <laughs> you so are a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> or a baboon like Rafiki is my spirit animal. Um, because they're so playful and they're so fun. And uh I just love that just kind of like that bouncing around energy, swinging from tree to tree, grabbing a banana, having the time of their lives. Um, and I, I just always love Rafiki because he is that way, but he's also a sage, you know. And so monkey's like my first default playful joy, but then I go back to Rafiki's because that that's what it is like if you see some of the like the most spiritual masters they've got that monkey energy and they're peaceful but they're playful at the same time so uh yeah 100 percent a monkey yeah. i, I oh want a God. monkey i'm like how do i get a monkey <laughs> yeah i associate you with a monkey on your shoulder yeah. like absolutely yeah. and a nappy <laughs> yeah this whole thing oh this whole thing yeah. oh. <laughs> It's really funny because like, you, you know that a monkey is sage and that's not a word that someone would analogize a monkey with. They would go with the crazy run around everywhere part of it. Uh, but it's it's really making me think of how, uh, you know, you've been the larrikin of the room. It's kind of like the court jester, like the comedian archetype, where if you think of like Robin Williams, you know, they can get really depressed and sad because they've got such big hearts. And I've really seen... I've sort of made up this whole thing of a court jester being an archetype in that way. And what I notice about some people who have that joyous sense of spirit and that sort of entertainment quality about themselves um, with certain people like yourself is that you observe a lot. And I feel like some of these um, comedians, the really, really big ones like Jim Carrey and, you know, they have this heart and the soul and they see and they notice and they kind of get away with it. They get away with saying things that someone else might not, you know, like they can literally call out the king I think that you have that as well inside of yourself um so I guess one of the last questions I might ask you for today is just to bring it back into the spiritual side of things what for you is the most spiritual technique or thing that you like to do um that really helps you get into that true state of joy or one that you could recommend for other people yeah um breath work like breath work breath work breath work uh i do one called pranayam um and it's yeah, like yes. a, a vedic approach to the breath work breath work um, um and um 
what it does is it when I finish pranayama, I'm in this state of bliss. And I thought I was one of the only ones, but as I started to to talk to more breathwork people, especially people in the pranayama space, um, they would feel the same thing because I, I normally would say, oh, meditation, meditation. But you know, we live in this world where it's tough to come in and and really zone in and 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 focus. But when you get into that state of breathwork, there's there's this something that this connection with something beyond myself, but then within myself, it's like within and without, um, and it's the most beautiful thing. And so I would say pranayam or even um, uh, shamanic breath work, which is circular breathing. And so um, a lot of people may ask where where that you can find this, and you can search it on YouTube. Um, but then, uh, actually I've got a friend and I'm trying to think of the app. He just created this amazing breathwork app. Um, oh, it's called the breath source, the breath source. Yeah. And so, um, Brana not on there yet, but we literally just talked two days ago. He's like, you, you love this stuff. Why don't you teach it on here? I was like, oh yeah, I will. And so, but they've got all kinds of different breathworks in there. So if you're, if you felt called to going to, to get to breath work, I would definitely check out that app. Otherwise, just look on look on YouTube, you know, and look at Pranayam. Pranayam is like seven different um, sort of eight different uh, breath works. And so one that I do is called Brahmari. I can actually show that to you right now. It's my favorite. It's a little, little weird. It's called Bumblebee. Here, okay. Here yeah. go. <laughs> it's called Bumblebee um, Breath. You take your fingers here and uh, you, want, you, you want to try this with me, Natalia? No, I'll just watch. <laughs> yeah, you're watching it. Take index finger, put it on the forehead. This goes here, here, here. And then your thumbs will then close in here and you'll just hum. And so I'll just do a real quick one and take a deep breath in. And when you exhale and hum, you close in your ears. And so it goes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's a good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it and it brings all your senses inside, and you just I like I, I feel this bliss in my head. There's this buzzing. It's amazing. Uh, what's what's kind of funny or kind of crazy is that I've taught some people that were addicted to marijuana some of this breath work, and one of them literally reached out to me and said, "I thank you so much," and I'm like. Because you want to learn meditation, I taught breath work first. I was like, for what? He's like, I'm saving so much money not spending on weed. I was like, what? He's like, dude, this breath work gets me so high, man. It's amazing. And I'm like, that's so awesome. He's like, yeah, like, we have this natural ability to feel those different feelings. We just have it within us. And and for me, it's been breath work that gets me there. Oh, I love it. And you have touched on something. You know, the drug thing is that people will look outside of themselves to find, you know, the joy or to escape. Um, but we can do so energetically. We can reach a higher vibration uh, energetically. And that's what breath work does. And it's like you're breathing in the source code, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're, you're literally in you're breathing it into you and then you're exuding it outwards and it's all about energy and frequency which you very much know and have learned over the years um so that's amazing i, I just love it and and something that to say about that so you know i've been in the spiritual space i've done the breath work but um <laughs> and you you picked this up on a on a session i got on a session with italia and she's like 
cocaine. And I'm like, what? And you, yeah, right? I didn't and, want to mention it, but yeah. And boom, she got this dollar from upstairs. Like, You've yeah. been doing cocaine. I'm like, yeah, I have. And I, you know, I've tried Molly MDMA, MDMA and you know, there's that I've tried the thing. So it, it's this end that I've, I've tried these things and I felt the difference. And yeah, you get that temporary high with these things, but like, there's a lower vibration that you can just feel when you're super aware that you have to build back up from. And my most beautiful time is I went to a music festival and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do Molly, uh, MDMA. Um, and so the first day I get in there and I'm in the, there's so many people, they're in the state of love. You know, a lot of them are on Molly, but I get in there and I do breath work and there's like 200,000 people there. I'm sitting on the ground doing breath work and meditating and I feel this insane amount of bliss like this highest high because I just feel like I'm so connected with the music and everyone around me I'm like wow this is amazing and somehow the next day I get a molly pill an MB MDMA pill on me and I'm like should I do it should I not should I do it should I not and I popped it in my mouth you know and um and I, I felt that sensation that serotonin rush and, um, and, but it, I couldn't feel as high as I, I had before. So then I, I got another one and I did it. And it was the first time in my life where the night I didn't take it felt significantly better than the night I took it. And I feel like that I was meant to have that experience because if I only had the, you know, meditation that I wouldn't have got to see that contrast. And I'm like, wow, I don't. I don't need this to feel this amazing feeling because I have it within me. And the first time I took it, I'm like, oh, it lets me know that I can achieve something here, but I don't need something outside of it. And so I feel a little bit of that bliss every single day and sometimes even more to where I feel like I'm almost on MDMA almost every single day, but the blissful version of it, it's just cool. It's just so cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's so funny that you mentioned the coke because yeah. <laughs> that I will spot. So be warned if you have a session, I'll spot the drugs um, of all kinds. Yeah. But yeah, and it's but for me, like the cocaine feels like I just feel the frequency of different drugs, um, right down from a depression medicine to you know coke or something. And cocaine really is like a, it's like a fake high vibe. That's how I would put it. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there and, um, you know, um, that will use that to escape. Um, and because I feel that it comes from, they have so much, um, you know, and people use drugs for all sorts of reasons and I've got no judgment towards it at all. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the, the high vibe thing, people are even just going to trance parties and things like that. They're trying to find something outside of themselves because they naturally know within themselves that there's this bigger open space that is where we come from in the celestial realms. That is truth, expansion. And so they expand, they want to expand their minds outside of running away from feelings and all that stuff. Um, but you're very right when you come into yourself and you learn how to raise your frequency, you know, which which you do in various ways and breath work is one of those. Um, it's just that's the most natural high that you can really get on that spectrum. And um, that is true, um, you know, which is really interesting. So thanks so much for sharing about that, because that's pretty cool. Um, 
you know, I think that's a good topic to talk about as well. Um, and also, you know, you know very well that there are mental health aspects um, with drug usage as well. There's all that side of it. Um, so anyway, thank you so much, Loka, for sharing your love and your joy, for spreading your light and your goodness out there to the world. And I know with you that it has ripple effects and that it comes from a sincerely genuine, uh, authentic place. Uh, and it's just been a pleasure to, to know you. Um, and I consider you like a friend client and just love you to bits and um and i wish all the best for you and your joy journey oh thank you and i, and I want to say thank you for your love and guidance and healing and I, I said at the beginning of the call but i i would not be here without you um and just you've taught me to trust myself trust myself trust myself trust myself and that's huge so thank you for everything that you do for me and the entire world <laughs> and just as a last note to everybody honestly Go out there today and do something joyous, even some little thing like Alex's suggestions, uh, like a childlike thing, go and skip, go and do something crazy, dance or something, and then make an effort to go and do that every single day. So make it long lasting rather than short lived. Just a quick note that you can find us both on Instagram. Loka is at Loka Pandya and I'm at Natalia Kuna. You can also find out more information about us, including our websites on the link below. All right, signing off. Thanks for joining Spiritual Soul. <laughs>